I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number SCP-7080 Level 2 Restricted Containment Class Pending Special Containment Procedures Project Philosopher is to continue development of SCP-7080 Description SCP-7080 is a device capable of imaging human consciousness within the brain. The device uses magnetic resonance imaging in tandem with taking snapshots of the subject's noosphere in order to produce heat maps of consciousness within the brain. The device was created as a result of Dr. Joseph Locke's research efforts during Project Philosopher, a project dedicated to mapping out the noosphere of individuals. Development of said project began on 17 March 2014, with research still ongoing within Site-90. Early iterations of the device consisted of noosphere imaging devices integrated within MRI machines. However, iterations SCP-7080-6 and later are portable enough to be carried by individuals on their person, allowing for all-day imaging. Further information is locked behind Level 3 access. Enter Level 3 credentials. Welcome, Riser Agent. Addendum 7080-1 The following are some research notes of Dr. Isabella Kant, a member of Project Philosopher. Standard protocol was not followed as these notes were personal in nature. November 27, 2014 7080-2 is almost complete. It looks a lot like an MRI machine. We'll test it tomorrow. Joseph says we should name the thing Philosopher, so it would be Philosopher Mark II instead of the boring SCP-7080-2. November 28, 2014 Mark II tests today. Strapped a monkey onto the table and sent the big guy in. Felt very nervous watching the monitors, just waiting for an error to pop up like it did with Mark I. I think everyone was nervous, but no error popped up and a print came out of the printer. Thank God that happened. Didn't want to feel defeated going into the weekend. December 2nd, 2014. Mark II works, but it still has a long way to go. Looks like Mark II also picks up on something else. We're thinking generic brain activity. 
On the prints, it's indistinguishable from consciousness, so it obstructs our view. Still, there are new findings about consciousness with Mark II. Consciousness is located towards the front of the brain, with most theorizing it's located in the prefrontal cortex. We can't confirm this because the generic brain activity is blocking our view of the edges of consciousness. Hopefully, these problems will be fixed by Mark III. February 26th, 2015. Mark III debut test today. Testing on more monkeys. Brain fog is very much reduced, but still there within the sides of the brain. Joe says we need more tests before we can move on to humans, but I think it's good enough. March 4th, 2015. First human trials today. Something bad, worrying, weird happened. Output was weird. Consciousness was fading in the middle of that D-class's brain. We thought that couldn't be possible. March 5th, 2015. More human trials today. Middle fading was present with all of them. Some had it wider, some had it thinner, but it was there. March 16th, 2015. Testing unconsciousness today. We had some knocked out D's brains scanned. As expected, nothing detected anywhere in the brain. March 18th, 2015. There was a hiccup in today's testing. We were scanning an unconscious D when the output prints got messed up. It looks like half of the prints showed a fully unconscious brain, and the other half showed what we assume to be a brain in the process of waking up. We only realized this when the D was taken out of the machine and was seen to be struggling against the straps. He had woken up within it. March 23rd, 2015. That mistake a few days ago inspired us to look into half-consciousness more. We had some Ds fall asleep and wake up in the machine. Output was weird. While falling asleep or waking up if we managed to capture a snap, we could see that the consciousness appeared in two separate places, each in the left or right side of the brain. Then they would grow, eventually looking like normal consciousnesses again. We're theorizing about the machine not being able to detect some faint middle consciousness. In other news, Joe's thinking about making a weapon that'll wipe out consciousness for a short while. Something about manipulating the noosphere. March 26th, 2015. Testing halted. We'll be working on the Philosopher Mark IV from now on. There's also a small sub-team of us who will be working on Joe's weapon idea. It's been dubbed Epiphany. June 15th, 2015. Mark IV prototype done. We'll test it tomorrow. June 16th, 2015. Now there's metal fading even on the monkeys. Shit. June 17th, 2015. Even though we haven't gone through all the protocols to move on to human testing, 
Joe brought in some D's to test out Mark IV. I guess he's as curious as I am. Metal fading was even more pronounced on humans. We could even see a sharp edge on one of the prints. Joe tested out Epiphany Mark I today as well. It works. No consciousness detected. At least something good happened today. June 17th, 2015. We've decided to move on to designing Mark V. This will hopefully be able to finally detect that middle consciousness. Plus, we'll be using a live video feed instead of prints this time. That's something I'm excited about. February 8th, 2016. Mark V is finally here. Writing this just after I got the email in the morning. I'm gonna rush to the site. The rest of the notebook is blank. Dr. Isabella Kant requested to be administered amnestics and transferred to a different project that day. Addendum 7080-2 Incomplete list of tests involving 7080-5 Philosopher Mark 5 on 8 February 2016 Test 7080-5A Subject Common Chimpanzee Pan Troglodytes Protocol The subject is sedated, strapped to the patient table, and inserted into Dash 5. Dash 5 is activated. The experiment concludes once the subject regains full consciousness. Results There is no consciousness detected from the subject for 13 minutes. Two areas of consciousness slowly grew for one minute and four seconds, at which point the consciousness stopped growing and the subject was fully cognizant. The two areas of consciousness were entirely separate from each other, but were in perfect synchronization. Test 7080-5 C Subject D-104576 Protocol The subject is sedated, strapped to the patient table and insert it into Dash 5. Dash 5 is activated. The experiment concludes once the subject regains full consciousness. Results There is no consciousness detected from the subject for 11 minutes. Two areas of consciousness slowly grew for 48 seconds, at which point the consciousness has stopped growing and the subject was fully cognizant. The two areas of consciousness were entirely separate from each other. The edges of consciousness were more sharp and defined than that of the chimpanzees of tests 5A and B, and were in perfect synchronization. Test 7080-5E Subject Common Chimpanzee Pantroglodytes Subject 1 the Epiphany Mark III, Subject 2. The Epiphany Mark III is attached to the inside of Dash 5 and pointed to where the chimpanzee's brain would be when the chimpanzee is inserted in Dash 5. 
the Mark III is connected to a remote activation device. The chimpanzee is strapped to the patient table and inserted into Dash 5. Dash 5 is activated. The Mark III is remotely activated. The experiment concludes once the subject regains full consciousness. Results Consciousness is fully erased for 26 minutes before recovering fully in 17 minutes. Consciousness was located in two distinct areas of the brain separate from each other, but were in perfect synchronization. Test 7080-5F Subject D104576 the Epiphany Mark III. The Mark III is attached to the inside of Dash 5 and pointed to where the D-Class's brain would be when the D-Class is inserted into Dash 5. The Mark III is connected to a remote activation device. The D-Class is strapped to the patient table and inserted into Dash 5. Dash 5 is activated. The Mark III is remotely activated. The experiment concludes once the subject regains full consciousness. Results Consciousness is fully erased for 32 minutes before recovering fully in 11 minutes. Consciousness was located in two distinct areas of the brain separate from each other, but were in perfect synchronization. Test 7080-5G Subject D-104576 The Epiphany Mark III Protocol The Mark III is attached to the inside of Dash 5 and pointed to where the D-Class's brain would be when the D-Class is inserted into Dash 5. The Mark III is connected to a remote activation device. The D-Class is strapped to the patient table and inserted into Dash 5. Dash 5 is activated. The Mark 3 is remotely activated. The experiment concludes once the subject regains full consciousness. The Mark 3 is aimed in such a way that it would only affect the right half of the subject's brain. Results The D-Class is terminated under grounds of euthanasia. Enter Level 4 Credentials Welcome, Riser Administrator Addendum 7080-3 Points of Interest of the Human Trial of SCP-7080-7 Philosopher Mark 7 On 8 July 2017 Background Dash 7 was designed for portability and recording over the course of a day. The subject was D198578. Video log, recordings of SCP-7080-7. Philosopher Mark 7, along with site CCTV recordings. Date, 8 June 2017. Note, certain sections have been removed for brevity. Consult the Dash 7 testing logs for more information. Begin log. 
10.03 a.m. The last electrode and protective cap are applied to the subject's head. Dash 7 is activated. The subject shows full consciousness. 10.49 a.m. Post-activation medical evaluation concludes. The subject returns to its cell and lies down, covering its eyes with one arm. Lowered consciousness is detected. 10.54 a.m. The subject stops covering its eyes to scratch their chin. The subject squints at the light and uses the other arm to cover its eyes. A discrepancy between the two areas of consciousness is detected. D-279094 knocks on the subject's door. The subject's consciousness suddenly increases to full capacity. The subject answers its door and begins its janitor shift. Consciousness lowers during these activities. 12 p.m. The subject takes a lunch break. After eating, the subject begins playing chess with D-279094. Heightened consciousness is detected at this time. 12.26 p.m. The subject takes more time than normal to make a move while playing chess. A discrepancy between the two areas of consciousness is detected. Once said move is made, the two areas of consciousness return to synchronization, and the subject immediately requests a take-back. D-279094 accepts. 3 p.m. The subject returns to Project Philosopher's main research room to continue tests. 3.41 p.m. Medical and mental evaluations conclude. Consciousness tests begin. 5.14 p.m. Consciousness tests conclude. The subject lies down and consciousness manipulation tests begin. March 7 is applied to the subject configured to wipe out consciousness for 10 minutes. The subject loses consciousness. 5.24 p.m. The subject regains consciousness with no complications. 5.56 p.m. The epiphany mark 7 is applied to the subject, configured to reduce consciousness by 90% for 4 minutes. The subject enters a coma-like state. 6 p.m. The subject regains consciousness with no complications. The Epiphany Mark 7 is applied to the subject, configured to increase consciousness by 90% for 30 minutes. The subject enters a calm state. The subject describes feelings of clarity, better control over movements, and better control over thoughts. 6.30 p.m. The Epiphany Mark 7 is applied to the subject, configured to decrease consciousness of the left side of the brain by 50% for 30 minutes. The subject describes feelings similar to the last time the epiphany was applied. 7 p.m. The epiphany mark 7 is applied to the subject, configured to decrease consciousness of the right side of the brain by 50% for 30 minutes. The subject reports having more intrusive thoughts. 7.30 p.m. The Epiphany Mark 7 is applied to the subject, configured to decrease consciousness of the right side of the brain by 90% for 10 minutes. The subject reports feeling sluggish as well as having more intrusive thoughts. 7.40 p.m. 
The Epiphany Mark 7 is applied to the subject, configured to decrease consciousness of the right side of the brain by 99% for 5 minutes. The subject enters a coma-like state. 7.41 p.m. In an effort to avoid... Dr. Joseph Locke orders the increase of consciousness of the right side of the brain by 10,000% for 5 minutes, thereby restoring it to normal capacity. However, the assistant handling the Mark 7 applied it to the left side of the brain by accident. The subject awakes from its coma-like state, then sits up. The protective cap and electrodes were ripped off in this motion. End log. Addendum 7080-4 Project Philosopher, Main Research Room, CCTV and Audio, 7.41 to 7.45 p.m. The D-Class frantically looks around, heavily breathing. He looks at his hands as he moves them. Are you feeling okay? The D-Class looks at Dr. Locke. I'm... I'm here. I'm here. Uh, Alive. The D-Class seems to have great difficulty in speaking. Alive? Were you in danger? What did you see? I... I... See... I... Feel... I hear and taste. Do you want some water? The one thing I can't do is do. I just watch. Lived, but I'm trapped in. I don't think I understand. You, You can't even it imagine it the torture within you all of you right now the d-class's voice begins to break up you all you have to do something something but i don't know how you guys even start with Something like... The D-Class breaks down into the fetal position and begins to cry profusely. The D-Class sobs, and occasional screams are the only audible thing for the following two minutes, after which he speaks again. Doc, I don't want to go back. After another minute, the D-Class suddenly stopped sobbing. Subsequent interviews have revealed that D... 198578 has no memory of this event. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. 
I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible. So, credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.